Commander's Log 1 Exoplanet Kepler-186f is about one light year away. Back in the times when the planet was first discovered, it would have taken around, um, excuse my math, 4.7304 multiplied by 10 to the 15th power of years to reach Kepler-186f. But welcome to year 3456. My name is Commander Salil Deckard of the Icarus mission and ship. From what I understand, due to the time project scientists on Earth and Mars are currently curating, this will reach your ears in approximately year 2022. Welcome to the future, listener. I've got a lot to show you. I was told I should tell you about myself. Um, <laughs> I'm Salil, Commander Deckard. I'm 25. We send younger and younger people into space these days because our bodies can handle it better. I have a simulated garden back on Earth. I bet you know what real gardens are like. Is it nice to feel the plants on your hand? to get pricked by a thorn. I really like my simulated garden. After I had my top surgery done, I sat in it for hours pretending like that simulated smell of tomato plants was something real. Something I could touch. Something true and really there. It made me feel less lonely. Less like a tiny fish in a big, empty ocean. I like to design robots. Stupid, I know. I really should be focusing on my duties, my studies, but still, I can't resist. I like to create things, to bring new things into the world. I know Birdie likes that too. Z and I argue so much these days. I miss when we first met and we could just talk. Now we just fight. I hate telling people what to do. I really... <sighs> I really just want to see a real tomato plant. But that doesn't matter. Everything is so digital these days. I, I wonder what it must be like to live in a world where everything is so frighteningly real. Anyway, allow me to introduce you to the little exoplanet we call Kepler-186f. K186F is less than 10% larger than Earth, with a rocky surface and orbits its star for 130 days. The star is a dwarf star. One side of the planet is always in eternal darkness, and the other is bathed in light. We have documented water on the surface of the planet, as well as extreme weather conditions. 
Perhaps the most intriguing and wonderful thing about the little planet is that its star, a little red dwarf, makes all the vegetation a deep shade of red. Green grass existed on Earth once. I know it did. I've seen pictures and drawings and it was beautiful. In less than two hours, I will have the chance to see grass for myself. To pinch a blade between my fingers. So, yeah. 2022 listener if I could tell you anything I would tell you that you should go outside pinch a blade of grass look around at earth and think about what things would make earth a marvel to others like k186 is to us commander's log one over Pilot's Log 01. Hi. It's good to meet you, 2022. I'm Cassiopeia Fallon. You can call me Cassie. She, her. Pilot. You know, I wonder if you can actually, like, hear this. My voice coming out of a tiny vintage recording box. The future on tape. (laughs) I wonder how that must feel. I wonder often if we don't get tapes sent to us by future astronauts because there is no future after us. I hope it's comforting to you to know that there is a future for humanity. I, um, I hope. Things are very different, but Commander Soleil spends too much time dwelling on it. We have some really beautiful things that I know he didn't mention, and that's okay, because that's what I'm here to do. We can travel one hundred light years in three days. We can simulate an entire universe and build different interactive worlds for people to just step inside. Robots do our laundry at laundromats. Because yes, 2022, we do still have laundry in the future. Our ceilings all open up and Some homes and businesses on Mars are powered solely by the atmosphere. People survive deadly diseases so much easier now. And, well, trans women can get pregnant. Just like, well, just like me. (laughs) I haven't told any of the crew yet, except I have a sneaking suspicion that Echo knows. They're a, oh, they're a smart little bugger. But yeah, I'm... I'm pregnant. My husband and I are. I, I, I've i got a tiny, a little tiny person growing inside of me. 
and they'll be born in a world with red grass and infinite daylight and a red sun and it might be all they ever know and you know what i'm i think i'd be okay with that you see 2022 you can't miss something you never know and my baby if they grow up on k186f they'll never know grass could be green green grass will be as foreign to them as red is to you They'll never know what they're losing. Only what they'll have. And I want this little, tiny person to have everything they could possibly ever have. We don't have a lot of stuff you have. We don't have green grass, or fresh water, or summers under 110 degrees. <laughs> but we're okay. And I want you to know you'll be okay. Things come and go, they grow and change with the ebb of time and knowledge, and nothing is infinite. And that's okay. Pilot Logo 1, over. So, uh, that's how this works. Okay. I think I'm recording. I'm Bertie Penn, the flight scientist for the Icarus on the K186F mission. It's good to speak to you from thousands of years in the future. You know, my commander and my pilot made their logs first, so I bet they talked about lots of things. Commander Deckard struggles with believing in good things, and Cassie, our pilot, her real name's Cassiopeia, believes everything will always be okay. I'm more in the middle. I'm sure I could beguile you with tons and tons of discussions of new and exciting scientific achievements. How we can create synthetic plant life and simulated gardens. How I can turn water from contaminated to fresh with a single chemical mix. How science keeps our entire world alive after we broke it and made it stop working. Uh, I, I guess... I guess I want to tell you less about what we're leaving behind and more about where we're going. Landing on K186F will be the scientific achievement of my lifetime, and I'm part of the crew of four that's making it happen. See, the thing is, Humanity needs somewhere new to go. We stripped Earth and Mars. For as many technological achievements as we've achieved, what does it cost us? Clownfish. Tiny little orange clownfish and the beautiful anemones they live in. But you know what? With the last rover they sent to K186F, they sent an underwater rover equipped with a camera. And there are fish on K186F. They're not clownfish, but they're small and a faint shade of orange. 
and they have lungs that form outside their body, and big eyes that can see everything around them, and they swim in the freshwater shallow rivers on K186F. I don't know what to call them, but, you know, I'm thinking I might call them circus fish. You see, 2022, I'm not entirely sure that I'm going to radio back to HQ and tell them what we find on K186F. Actually, uh, I think I might destroy all surveillance material on the ship. And HQ is not going to listen to this tape. It's getting sent right to the lab and right to you. Because the thing is, Earth and the people there destroyed the clownfish. Why should I give them a chance to destroy my circus fish? And Saleel calls me vengeful for that. He says getting back at an entire planet for the actions of a few is short-sighted and dumb, and that I'm letting my anger blind me. And you know what? Maybe I am. But he sits docile in his stupid simulated garden and wishes for a new world. I plan on making one. But I see what soul means when they say that I'm blaming an entire group of people for the actions of a few. I believe humanity deserves to carry on, but I believe nature deserves to carry on too. Fish and trees and animals and clouds and plants and everything that you get to have that we don't get to have because you didn't take care of it. What do pineapples taste like? W was grass evergreen? Or was that just an art? Why should humanity get to carry on if all we do is destroy? But see, that's where I'm wrong, I guess, and that's always where Soul yells at me. They ask me how I could say something like that when we're creating new plants every day new ways to make people's lives easier and better and healthier and happier and longer, and good people are fighting to create new things instead of destroy. Good people like my crew. And, and maybe, maybe, honestly, maybe I think all I do is destroy. Maybe that's why I have no hope in humanity, because all I've ever done is destroy and take, and I feel like it's all I'll ever be good for. <sighs> but watching the tapes of the circus fish make me feel like I can do something good. Create something. Maybe I need to create something for everyone. Maybe we lead by example, just like Soul says. Maybe if I help create something, I'll stop feeling useless as I stand by and watch the things I love about my planet be destroyed. Maybe I can make K186F someone else's Earth. The circus fish, someone's clownfish. Maybe I can give someone what I never had.
maybe I'm worth it. And maybe humanity is too. Flight scientist log one, over. Ah, there we are. Hello, it's nice to meet you. I don't know if our tapes will make it to you, but if they do, you'll meet the rest of my crew, uh, Soleil, Birdie, and Cassie. And I'm the final member. I'm Echo Mathilde, they them. I turned 18 two days ago. And I turned 18 in space. Did you know I'm the first person to ever turn 18 in space? Nobody knew it was my birthday. I didn't tell them. They all still think I'm 17. I'll tell them someday. They're all always worrying about other things. Whether or not to tell HQ about what we find on K186F, whether or not HQ is evil, whether or not Earth deserves saving, and all that stuff. See, I think it really isn't up to us. But maybe I'm wrong on that. I think Earth needs to decide for itself if it's worth saving, and that every person on it deserves a chance to make that decision. We've explored to the furthest reaches of our galaxy and far, far beyond, and yet we're still arguing about whether or not four people get to make a decision for all of humanity. Birdie likes to say that governments did for years, and then Soleil snaps at them and asks if he wants to be as bad as the government, and Cassie chimes in about how she wants to see her husband again. She wants them to meet their daughter. Oh, yeah, and Cassie's pregnant. She hasn't told anybody yet. I overheard by accident. But Cassie has a baby. And she's going to have her baby while we're on K186F. Cassie is having a baby and bringing something new to the world, and all they can do is argue. Like, I'm sorry, maybe I'm just being too optimistic. Can things be that bad if people are still choosing to continue on? And truly, all I'm saying is just because that, because humanity continues on, I believe there has to be a reason. We can't be aimlessly wandering into the cosmos. Our ships must be sailing for something. We must have a compass we don't know about pointing us towards some infinite destiny that none of us understand. Because why would humanity survive so many awful and terrible things just to die now? I don't know, maybe I'm too young and dumb and idealistic, but I like to think that maybe we'll do different on K186F. Maybe we'll be better. I, I don't know, but I do think we deserve a chance to try. Flight Engineer Log01, over. <laughs>
Tramthologies is a trans anthology podcast distributed by the Listless Network and produced by Alex Abrahams and Zoe Davis. Today's episode, K186F, was written and directed by Morgan Champlain. It was edited by Jordan Hendrickson, with music composed by Jordan Hendrickson. Today's episode featured the voices of Alex Abrahams as Soliel Deckard, Moira Juliet Scott as Cassiopeia Fallon, Megan Fellner as Bertie Penn, and Zoe Davis as Echo Matilde. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in tomorrow for another delightfully trans story. But until then, remember, the grass is always redder on the other side. Howdy, Zoe here, one of the producers for Tranthologies. Just wanted to pop in and let you know that our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo is still ongoing throughout our Season 2 run. So, if you liked an episode, please consider leaving us a tip. Or not. I'm not your mom, or your dad, or your parent. Alright, bye!